analysis with no punches pulled. This is From the Blue Seats, a New York Rangers podcast. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Vanessa. What's going on? Welcome to From the Blue Seats, a New York Rangers podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. I am Jimmy Finizzi. I hope you're having a fantastic day so far. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BlueSeats94 to interact with us and let us know your thoughts on the topics at hand. You can also stay up to date on the latest episodes and get the latest breaking news on your New York Rangers. Also, be sure you subscribe on all audio platforms and be sure to rate us five stars. It would mean the world to us. Without any further ado, let's drop the puck. Alright Rangers fans, so something a little bit different for this episode today, as I am not going to be doing that much talking, at least from this point of view, because I had the opportunity to sit down with Danny and Adam of the Devil's Puck Luck podcast right here on this fine network, which by the way, if you are for some reason a Devil's fan and you are listening to this show, go subscribe to that podcast, they have some really, really good insight on the New Jersey Devils. So they invited me on the show to talk about, obviously, what happened with the New York Rangers last season, what I expected for them this upcoming season, and what I thought about their offseason. And we had a little bit of fun while doing it. We also obviously got into the Devils as well, obviously, because it's a Devils podcast. So with that being said, I am going to shut my mouth from this point of view and let you listen to my guest appearance on the Devil's Puck Luck podcast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. We're going to look at where the where we think the division is. We just did our episode on the Metro, so curious if you and Rangers fans alike will be offended by the way that we stacked <laughs> everybody up here. But I'll let Danny take the lead on on looking back just at how did, how you guys felt from a Rangers perspective coming out of that playoff series, what obviously was a disappointment, but on our side, we're related, right? We're taking this big leap forward. We're beating expectations last season. The Rangers, on the other hand, come up. I mean, there's no other way to frame it, right? Come up tragically short of oh, what yeah. they wanted to accomplish. Yeah, last at the year. end of the day, it comes out to the Devils overachieved last year. And a lot of people would say the Rangers underachieved being one of the, I guess you could say, main contenders for the cup with all their acquisitions last year. So let's start at the end in game seven. <laughs> How do you feel about Adam Fox being undressed by Palat? Oof. For that McLeod goal to make it one nothing in Game Seven, huh? that must have been brutal for you, huh? It was awesome for us. <laughs> I could literally be here two hours to talk about that, but then again, I don't want to waste anybody's time with that. But let's just stay on the short end of the spectrum. That was just absolutely brutal to watch. I I still haven't recovered from that, to be honest with you. Yeah, but in ter- in terms of that, in terms of that Game Seven, look, look, just the the entire series in general was just. Like you said, it was just a massive disappointment for me personally as a Ranger fan and for pretty much the entire fan base because I feel like 
not all Ranger fans, but half the fan base definitely had Stanley Cup expectations because, you know, you had on paper, this was supposed to be the best team in the NHL, right? But as I always say, the talent has to come on the ice, right? They finished third in the Metro last year. They make the playoffs. Obviously, we get a Rangers-Devils first-round series, and we all know what happens. Rangers are absolutely dominant through the first two games in New Jersey, mind you. Then they come back home, lose both games at the Garden, including a Game 3 in overtime, thanks to Dougie Hamilton, who I think is a going to be an absolute star with the Devils, just as me personally. Then they go to Game 5, lose that one, come back to New York for Game 6, win that game, thankfully, force a Game 7, and then we all know what happens there. But I just feel personally that not only did the Rangers get outclassed, they got embarrassed. Like They should be very, very fortunate that that series even won seven games because I said this on my own show. The only two people that showed up for the Rangers that entire series were Chris Kreider and Igor Shesterkin. That's it. Nobody else showed up. Panarin was nowhere to be found. He was awful. Zabenejad was awful. Lafreniere and Kako, don't don't even get me started on those two. (laughs) Literally, nobody else on that roster showed up. It was Kreider and Shesterkin. And those two players enough aren't enough to help this Rangers team get over that playoff. I'm I'm sorry, it's not enough. The funny thing is, is that, you know, Adam and I have been talking about this a lot, obviously, and we were talking about it, you know, while the Devils-Rangers series was going on. Nico Heischer dominated the center ice position, really yes, shutting Nika down, which was, I think, a massive factor in that series. And also, obviously, before Truba took Timo Meyer out, uh, Timo Meyer had an amazing series against the Rangers, even though he didn't get any points. You know, he was definitely yeah. an X factor in the sense of just making the Rangers team feel uncomfortable. Listen, he got under the he got in the head of Shesterkin. You know, he he was yes. pissing him off. You know, and you saw that game in and game out. We talked yeah. about it. You know, throughout the series. The great thing, and I agree with what you're saying, I think that obviously it was a big disappointment for Ranger fans. For us as Devils fans, that was almost like our Stanley Cup because we haven't yes. seen the playoffs in, yes. in, in a while. You know, we haven't seen the playoffs in a while, and just seeing this team grow, seeing this team develop for us, oh, we were yeah. elated, man. We were we were we were pumped up for it, obviously. So and where do you look at that? Because you mentioned there too. I think the last thing as far as that series goes, and then we're gonna talk about obviously the offseason and what it looks like going ahead for these two rosters. But when you talk about that disappointment, listen, man, you heard it. Um, And we talk about us being a New Jersey podcast covering a New Jersey team. It's always the case. Smaller market. You you never feel like you're fully getting the credit or coverage you deserve. From a national level, that entire series, after those first two games, it was, well, obviously, ah, plucky devils. They gave it their best shot. But when you're a veteran-heavy team like the Rangers are, it it exacerbates the disappointment of that series because there's arguably, if I was putting on my Rangers hat, no excuse to be up 2-0, even yeah. if you don't feel like you played as well as you should have. That's the point when you're supposed to steal the heart of a young team that's still getting experience in the playoffs, that still has a lot of learning to do, that brought in Timo Myers. Danny mentioned, yeah, a really critical piece and big going forward for the Devils, but he's still figuring it out, yeah. right? They made a trade for a guy that never even saw the ice for them on the defensive end because he got lost in Canada, as we always talk about. So yeah. was that the... Was that the most frustrating point from a Rangers perspective? Hey, we are a veteran, talented team, and we just don't seem to know how to put this thing together when it matters? Yes, that was definitely the most. <laughs> Simple <laughs> answer. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, no, listen. All, all, all jokes aside here, because you know, me as a Ranger fan, obviously I don't like the Devils, but, but in all seriousness, 
the Devils were just the better team. They were more speedy than the Rangers were. Their scoring was much better. Their defense was much better, which I've been complaining about with the Rangers for years. They don't play any defense in front of their goalie. Don't get me started on that. Hmm. Again, Shesterkin stood in his head. But for me, the turning point, yes, you mentioned Nico Hishu. You mentioned Timo Meyer. I 100% get that. But for me, the turning point for that series was when the Devils turned to Akira Schmidt. Akira yep. Schmidt played out of his freaking mind. A kid that came out of absolutely bumble you-know-what nowhere and absolutely <laughs> carried the Devils on his back to the conference semifinals. That is a very fascinating story in and of itself. So, Devils fans, you definitely found yourself, in my opinion, your future goalie. Akira Schmidt is going to be an absolute star. That, to me, was the turning point. Not just the fact that the Rangers just flat out could not score. They couldn't help out their goalie. The Devils were just overall the better team. They were more speedy. The, the Devils are one of the more complete teams mm. in the National Hockey League. And that's not just for this past year. That's going into this year as well. Yeah, that, that's, that's where, the, calm down, calm down. Yeah, I, I got excited. Yeah. Now that's where we're going to go next. It's <laughs> I, about I like it's about this offseason. And by the way, like, and it's starting to rumble that way. Like the NHL at large seems to be acknowledging where the Devils are set up to be as a young core and what they right. have going forward. This episode will continue after a word from our sponsors. The following podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings. New customers can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up using our promo code THPN. And by doing this, you can bet $5 and get up to $150 in bonus bets instantly. Now, listen, I know hockey season is over. Big sad news. But we are officially one month away from preseason. And I got to tell you, I've already seen some pretty good stuff that you can bet on for this upcoming season. You can bet on who will score the most goals, who will win the MVP. Heck, you can even bet on who will win the Stanley Cup. You can do it all with DraftKings, but make sure you do it by signing up using our promo code THPN. And again, by doing this, you can place a $5 bet and get up to $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50 on a 10-plus leg parlay required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org in Massachusetts. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut and please play responsibly. Ah, summer. It's a great time of year, isn't it? Vacations, beaches, amusement parks, vacations. Oh, did I say that already? I'm sorry. I'm just in a vacation state of mind. But hey, you may not be the vacation type. And you know what? 
that's okay. Because even if you're not going on vacation, summer is still all about a vacation state of mind. How? By creating your own summer soundtrack. Now, hear me out on this. Whether I want to listen to Breaking Benjamin on repeat, or I just need to retreat inside my own head a little bit, I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. I know you may be lost here, but hear me out. There's so much going on all summer long, and sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people, or to stay calm with some guided meditation, whatever it may be. Heck, even if you're working out, Raycons are the best way to listen. Again, I love listening to Breaking Benjamin. They always get me pumped up for a good workout, or if I'm seeing them in concert, I pop in my Raycons in the passenger seat, mind you, and I listen to Breaking Benjamin. Raycons are the best way to listen to them and do everything else that you want and a whole lot more. Raycon uses earbud tap functions to toggle between three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, and awareness mode. And they have a 32-hour battery life, including eight hours of playtime, so you can listen to whatever you want, whenever you want, for a really long time. They also come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit, and they start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good, if not better. And Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee. So really, you can't lose. Create your own summer soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, our listeners at the Hockey Podcast Network can get 50% off their order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% off on Raycons. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN. Raycon, power up your every day. So we're going to dive into off-season what the Rangers did or did not accomplish for themselves and where they stand in the Metro division. By the way, if you want to go over on uh, DraftKings, you'll see that the Devils are right there with the Carolina Hurricanes and expectations to win the Metro. You can go even bigger and look at some of those Stanley Cup odds. Jimmy, talking about from the blue seats, a Rangers podcast, obviously a part of the Hockey Podcast Network family. When we look at this offseason, keep it down, Dan. When we uh, trying to run a podcast here. Um, (laughs) When we look at this offseason, and we think about going forward now. We can talk about the division, but obviously we're incredibly excited about what Fitzgerald accomplished for the mm-hmm. Devils. You, Some players go away, obviously. We knew that was going to happen, but they've bolstered the offensive depth. They've added in some other veterans on the defensive side here as well. We talked about the, the expectations maybe for an Akira Schmidt and VTech and what that's going to look like in net. Maybe that's the biggest, quote, question mark for them. How do you feel about the Rangers this offseason coming out of a disappointment going and getting a player like Kane, right? Making moves that maybe didn't pan out at the highest level. Where do you stand on the Rangers right now and what they did or did not do this offseason? Oh, man. I could rant on how the Rangers didn't need Patrick Kane for hours because I I still don't understand why they... They basically got him for a bag of chips and a remote control. That's it. They did. They that might have been too expensive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. But no, listen, I like Patrick Kane. I respect him. He's a three-time Stanley Cup champion. I get all of that. The man is 35 going on 36 years old. He's not the same Patrick Kane anymore. And plus, he didn't really do... Look, he had some bright moments. I get it. But you got him to get you over the hump in the playoffs, and obviously that did not happen. Now, what I did like is that 
they got Vladimir Tarasenko, and unfortunately, they did not get him back. He's now with the Ottawa Senators on a one-year, mm. $5 million contract, which, again, is a bit of a hefty payload, in my personal opinion, but it is a one-year deal. So we'll see how that goes. I wish nothing but the best for Vladdy in Ottawa, but I really would have liked it if they got Vladimir Tarasenko back, because at least he showed you a lot more bright moments than Patrick Kane, but that's just my sure. personal opinion. As far as this offseason is concerned, I like what they did. I mean, it was a bunch of one, two-year contracts, not worth a lot of money. I mean, obviously, you look at guys like Blake Wheeler, who was reunited with uh, Jacob Truba. You look at Riley Nash, Nick Bonino, Tyler Pitlick, who I think is a very underrated signing because he's a bottom six forward who, forward who provides great depth. He's great in the penalty kill. So I really like the Pitlick signing in general. Obviously, you look at the big one in Jonathan Quick. One year, $825,000. He finally gets to come home to play for his childhood team that he grew up idolizing. So maybe Igor Shesterkin can learn a thing or two from him. Look, he's not the same Jonathan Quick as we're opposed to seeing, but he did win a Stanley Cup just recently with yeah. the Vegas Golden Knights. So now he's a three-time Stanley Cup champion, obviously looking to end his career on another high note because, in my personal opinion, I think Quick has at least two or three more good years left in him. I know he gets hurt a lot recently, but <laughs> I still I still like the signing of Jonathan Quick. I think it'll help that he has that veteran leadership. He has that championship caliber experience. So I like what the Rangers did this offseason. Is it enough for me to believe that they're going to win a Stanley Cup? Unfortunately, I do not think so because I think this division yeah. is going to down to New Jersey and Carolina again. I do think the Rangers are going to finish third in the Metro again, and we will probably get another another Rangers-Devils first-round playoff series, and I will not be looking forward to that again. So this is where it gets interesting, yeah, right? Because we just talked about our division. Yeah, yeah well, we'll <laughs> just to rewind a little bit here, I, I think you guys losing That's Tarasenko right. is a massive, massive hit. I, I think that veteran leadership Thank you guys you. are going to miss. I, I think you're relying a lot now on your younger core, which I think struggled a little bit, and I think you can agree when it comes to, uh, you know, obviously the depth players too for the Rangers. But Benino is a great pickup. You know, I, I agree with you there. The Rangers are always going to be a contender because of Shesterkin and because of the defensive core. I think that we can agree on that. And, um, you know, he's always going to be a juggernaut for teams in the playoffs. I, I mean, you saw it with the Devils-Rangers series. He, I think Shesterkin literally kept the Rangers in that series. I think the Devils could have won the last, you know, four in a row. It could have been a six-game series, you know, if it wasn't for Shesterkin. He played phenomenally. But... I have it a little bit different. I think the Rangers are going to take a step back. I think the Rangers are going to be fourth in the Metro, and I think that they're going to get the first wild card. I think the Penguins are going to be tough. I think the Penguins had a down year. I think with their with Eric Carlson coming in for the Penguins, you're not going to keep Crosby, Malkin, Latang, and Carlson no. down, and they're going to have, to me, an 100-point season. You know, I think they're going to have 100 points, 101 points, and I think the Penguins and the Rangers are going to be battling out for that third seed in the Metro. But, you know, for me... It all comes down to one thing for the Devils and the Rangers. You know, it's the continued great goalie playing, yeah. right? It's obviously Akira Schmidt, if he's going to get the nod and be that number one goalie. Adam and I kind of think that Akira will get that number one role, but it's going to be kind of a 1A and 1B with VTech. I think that they're going to kind of do, you know, 60-40 games this year. I, I don't know what you think, Adam, but I think it's going to be close to that with Akira and VTech. But obviously, Shesterkin's your number one. And you're going to rely, like you said, on Jonathan Quick to have those games where he can step in and and get some wins for the Rangers. So, right. No, sorry to tell you, Jimmy, but I think that the Rangers are not going to be third. I think they're going to be fourth. That's my prediction. I know Adam thinks that they're going to be third. He has them as third as well, like you do, but yeah, we'll see what happens. 
Yeah, I don't appreciate saying that same hierarchy there. Still, with, with the Penguins being a concern and them coming kind of nipping at their heels there. But you you mentioned it, the, the hierarchy. And that's really what we were curious about was just the perception around the division, right? It, it, it does come down to the Hurricanes and to the Devils to me right now. This past season created that hierarchy. It's those two teams. And then it's how you look at the Rangers, how you look at the Penguins. We feel like the Islanders are ready to take a little bit of a tumble here as well. So that that mm -hmm. next tier, though, it's like maybe the Rangers need to carve out being the kings of that next tier in the Metro, securing another playoff run here and seeing how it pans out. Whereas we know, unlike a lot of other sports, you know, one singular player, when you have the goaltender like the Rangers do, that, that run is possible. Sure. I guess it's just teetering on that balance of, yeah, you had him last year and you couldn't get over that hump as well. That's exactly where I was getting at. And going back to what you said about uh, about Pittsburgh, I think this is Pittsburgh's last chance to try and win another Stanley Cup before Crosby yeah. out or potentially out the door. Chris Letang, I thought he should have retired two years ago. Like, wait, give him give Letang credit. Two strokes and he's still out there playing. God bless him. But I think it's time to hang it up after this season. That's, in, for Chris that's interesting you say but, that. I, I think that when yeah, Chris Letang – when he comes back, he has, listen, even strokes and all, you're right. It's unbelievable to see what, what's gone on in his life, on his personal level and his health level. He yeah. is still an aggressive player. He's still a strong player. He plays with such grit when he comes back off, you know, obviously his injuries, his strokes. It, it's insane to me to see what he can do. And listen, I like Chris Letang. You know, I'm a Devils fan, diehard Devils fan. I really like Chris Letang, and we talked about this too. He was a guy that if the Penguins didn't pick him back up and give him a contract, yeah. I would have loved to see him on the Devils on the back end as a veteran leader, you know, but I've always liked Chris Letang, and I agree with you 100%. I think this is the the Pens, really their last shot to, to go for a Stanley Cup run. All right, listen. Um, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, okay. no, no. no. Yeah. I'm sorry, but just, just, to, just to kind of recap on that, because mm -hmm. I was going to say, if they don't at least make the Stanley Cup final this year, especially with the acquisition of Eric Carlson for everything that they gave up for him, they might as well blow it up because they ain't doing a damn thing anytime soon. They, will. they don't do it here. And we said this about uh, Washington as well, right? Different tiers in terms of expectations, but two teams in the Penguins and in the Capitals that have veteran talent, high-level veteran talent as far as their, their established um, history in the NHL, right? But it's about kind of riding out that era and sure. then preparing for what's going to come yeah. after. We're going to close out here. And by the way, as we know, we're going to we'll connect obviously with Jimmy throughout the season when it comes to these matchups with the New Jersey Devils. We'll talk about series predictions. We'll talk about friendly, very yeah. friendly <laughs> gloating, depending on who comes out on top. Give me your predictions for the Metro, the top four teams in the Metro. Give me your give me your actual prediction. I have Carolina winning the Metro. I have the Devils finishing second. Okay. I have the Rangers finishing third, and then I have the Pittsburgh Penguins as the wildcard team. All right, Rangers fans, I hope you enjoyed my little guest appearance on the Devil's Puck Luck podcast right here on the network. I want to personally thank Danny and Adam for having me on to have a little fun. These guys are great human beings, and their knowledge of not just the Devils, but hockey in general is off the charts Please go subscribe to them on their YouTube channel and on all audio platforms. Just search for Devil's Puck Luck. Again, thank you to Danny and Adam for having me on. And I will look forward to having you guys on my show during the season where we can gloat about Rangers Devils all season long. 
But again, thank you to Danny and Adam. You guys are the best. That'll do it for this episode of From the Blue Seats, a New York Rangers podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this content and want to keep on hearing more, make sure that you subscribe on all audio platforms and be sure to rate us five stars like Anna did on Apple Podcasts. And thank you once again, Anna. We truly appreciate the support. You can rate us five stars on all audio platforms and we will shout you out in a future episode. Also, be sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram as well, at BlueSeats94, and use the hashtag BlueSeats to keep the conversation going. What are your thoughts on what Danny and Adam had to say about the Rangers and the Devils? I'm very curious about that. Until the next episode, I'm Jimmy Finizzi. This is From the Blue Seats, a New York Rangers podcast. Go Blue Shirts, and I'll catch you next time. Peace!